This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 379 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today we're talking about mastering the social media marketing funnel and we are talking to Lindsay about how we can go about creating that funnel from social media. You're going to hear us go into depth about what that consists of and how that you can actually build that. But the one thing I want you to make sure that you take away from this is in the episode, you hear her quote me from the episode on her podcast where I said, don't build your business on rented property. So even though we're talking about social media, still important that you are growing your email list and you have that website in order to do it. So if you are trying to create consistent content for your site, as well as social media, you are going to want to join our insiders group. You can get 40% off as a podcast listener. Just go right to your podcasting app and you'll see it linked there. But we are giving you weekly live trainings as well as a monthly group coaching call. And right now we are working through making sure that you have consistent content out that is going to to attract your ideal audience, continue to give you page views, get them onto your list, and then be able to sell your products and services. All right, you guys, let's dive into this episode. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I am good. How are you? Very good. I'm really excited about this conversation that we're going to have about mastering the social media marketing funnel. But before we jump into it, will you actually introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, it's Lindsay. I am a social media coach and agency owner. I own Her Hive Social, which is, of course, a social media marketing agency. We offer everything from, of course, coaching, since that's kind of where I fall into. And then we also offer management, branding, all of those kind of things. Excellent. And history-wise, where did you get started online? So I got started in a very similar uh, place as you, actually. We kind of talked about this on my own podcast. I got started with mommy blogging. It started when I had my first back in 2013, and I was looking desperately for a community to surround myself with. And being a brand new mom, no idea what the heck I was even doing. I fell into mommy blogging as sort of an escape just to help other moms who were in a similar situation for me. And then from there, I kind of transferred into influencing and network marketing and now into coaching. So kind of been all over the board. I've done, I like to say I've done everything except for like product sales, like my own products. I have not ever made and sold my own products, but I've sold other people's products. So I've kind of done it all. Very good. No, I love knowing the history because it is. It's, there's too many things I think we look online and we see this coach and that coach mm-hmm. with zero experience. So it's mm-hmm. wonderful to have someone else talk about the experience that they have actually had and can implement yeah. and put into place. Yeah, so exactly. Let's start with the first question What is a social media marketing funnel? So it's so funny because I like talking about social media marketing funnels, but I also am like social media is part of 
the marketing funnel. So let me kind of explain what I mean. When uh, we all have seen the sales funnel analogy where it's like it's really big at the top and as you go down the funnel, it gets smaller until they actually buy from you. So in your grand scheme of things, when you're talking about your overall sales funnel, social media is the very top. That is the like peaking your interest piece of it. But what a lot of people don't talk about is that you you can have a marketing funnel within a marketing funnel. So on social media, when we talk about the marketing funnel, it really is that know, like, and trust. You have to first get somebody to know about you. This is the visibility piece of it. Then they have to get to like you. They're binging your content. They're engaging. Then they have to trust you. And once they trust you, it's time to move them into your move them along in your sales funnel. So that's kind of how the the social media funnel piece of it goes. And the biggest misconception is that social media is an overnight success thing when it's really not. You're not going to post about an offer or post about a product one time and have like billions of people buy it that don't even know you. It doesn't work that way. Yes. We talk about all the time on the podcast how people have to see things up anywhere from six to eight times before mm-hmm. they take any action. And that action is can simply be get on my list to go to my blog or to just look at the sales page. And then from the sales page, you, of course, have your own conversion rate based on the sales page. So it's those numbers matter. It's just a matter of continuing to talk about it so that more and more people know that you offer that service. Yeah, exactly. And you hit the nail on the head. What People have to see it more than once to want to actually buy it. Yes. So how do you create an effective social media marketing funnel? It's going to start with knowing who your audience is. It's knowing exactly who you are talking to because then you can speak directly to what their needs are. So have you ever been following somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, she is in my head. She knows exactly what I'm thinking. It's usually because that person is talking directly to you as their dream avatar, ideal client, whatever it may be. So you have to know your audience first and then create engaging content based on what does that person want, need, have going on in their life? How can you relate to them? Because you want to do relatable content. You want to do educational content. You want to do sales content. I mean, don't forget to do the actual sales piece of it, which is kind of the next piece of it. So knowing your audience, creating the engaging content, and always using that call to action to move them closer and closer to actually buying from you. Yes. And I think a lot of people will have, they'll get that first phase where they kind of know who their people are, who they're trying to talk to. And then they'll start to create the content because you can pretty much research and just watch what others do and get an idea. Okay. I got to do something educational. I need to do something inspirational. I need to do something that advocates, whatever it might be. And then the call to action is what most people miss. Mm, Yes. Right. All the time. It's they just don't know how to get that out. So is there an effective way in order to put that call to action out there? Yeah. So the easiest way to decide what kind of call to action you need, because there's many, right? Like it could be join my email list. It could be comment. It could be follow. What you have to do is when you create a piece of content, ask yourself, what do you want the person on the other side of the screen to do? 
Do you want them to follow you? Do you want them to click the link in your bio? What is the action that that piece of content is intended to spark? Once you know that, ask for it. Just simply ask for what you need. Tell them exactly what the next step is. Is it to watch the next video? Is it to comment? Is it to share? What is that thing? And ask them. That's your call to action. Yes, so good. So what are your top tips for building brand awareness on social media? Because I think a lot of people struggle with that. They don't know who they are. We talked about on your podcast when you interviewed me, a lot of people throw spaghetti against the wall and they don't really know. So what would you recommend? So first things first, when people think of brand awareness, they think of having the perfect font or pretty colors and the perfect template in Canva and all of that. That's not your brand. Brand awareness is the values that your brand stands for, the people that you help. And so when it comes to brand awareness, more so than having the pretty aesthetics, it's consistency in your messaging, posting regularly, being authentic in who you are. This is the biggest thing that that bugs me. It just gets under my skin is when people try to be somebody that they're not. And listen, we can sniff a fake from a mile away. (laughs) Nobody's going to want to buy from you if they can tell that you're not being authentically who you are. And so a good example of this, because people are like, well, how do I authentically show up as myself? A good example of this is like candle makers. There are a hundred million people who make candles on the internet. But are you going to resonate with the mom who is making safe candles to use in her house? Or are you going to resonate with like the trendy candles, right? There's going to be different, different value, different values for different customers, right? What do they care about? And rather than trying to speak to everyone, you really need to niche down and know your market. Who exactly is going to value what you have to offer that you resonate with? Like what makes you feel good and what is easy to consistently show up as? That is the brand that you want to then niche into. And you can create that brand awareness by consistently showing up and aligning yourself and who you follow with those values. Yes. I feel like you hit the nail on the head before too, where you talked about the avatar. Who is that person that you're trying to help? Because I think when you know who that person is, then you can list out their pain points. And then the pain points are what you're trying to solve with your content. It becomes much more systematic and not as difficult as we try to make it out to be of trying to do what everyone else out there is doing. Yeah. And once you know that, like once you know who it is and what their pain points are, You just talk about it over and over again. I think people get scared of the redundancy, but really when you talk about it over and over again, it goes back to that piece we were talking about how you have to see it multiple times before you you have enough trust in it to buy. So the redundancy is actually a really good thing. I agree entirely. 
Hey there, guys. My name is Melanie from Mostly Under Control, and I am a member of Jenny's Influencer Entrepreneurs Insiders membership. I've been a part of it since 2017, and over these six years, I've taken full advantage of the weekly trainings that Jenny offers and the monthly group coaching. The group coaching is probably my favorite part of the membership. Jenny has taught me so many things for my business. She helped me niche down and write and teach about what I wanted so that I wouldn't burn out. In addition to what she teaches, the networking I've done with other members has been invaluable. I recommend her membership to all of my online business owner friends because it is worth every single penny. So what types of posts are best on social media to make people take action? Mm. Are there certain types? And I feel like this is a hard question because there's platform differences, right? Mm -hmm. We've got TikTok that interacts very different than Instagram, even when you set up and everyone's like, oh, they're all the same thing. It's just a video. But the setup is different. Yes, the setup is really different. And it all, my biggest tip is to mix it up because there are so many different platforms that offer so many different types of content. You have TikTok, you have Instagram, you have LinkedIn, you have Facebook, you have all of these different things. And there's actually many more social media platforms that just aren't as well known as the top like three. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the type of posts that people are more likely to take action on, it really depends on the platform that you're on. What I like to lead with is engagement across the board is what the algorithm and any algorithm loves. So there are hundreds of different algorithms. Every single platform has their own and every single platform has like their a bajillion of their own. So the one way to hack the algorithm is through engagement. And that is you engaging back with people who are commenting on your post, but also going out and engaging on other people's posts is going to show the algorithm, hey, I'm here. I want to, I want to hang out. I want to be social because at the core of things, Social media was meant to be social. So it doesn't matter what type of content you have. So mixing it up is a really good idea because then it's not the same thing over and over again. Right. And I feel like you can test and see how the different people interact with it, right? I feel like a TikTok user is very different than an Instagram user. I, my my 14-year-old is using TikTok and watching all the videos. She's not on Instagram watching the videos. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, yeah. And I'm more so even watching reels in Facebook than I do in Instagram because I like the algorithm. I like the way that the Facebook so- yes. serves me up the content better in Facebook. Yeah. So knowing who your audience is and who they're typically going to be is so key when you're trying to decide on those platforms too. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was going to say it goes back to know your audience that we said like over and over again, because once you know who that person is, you know where they're hanging out and you don't have to be on all of the social media platforms. You just have to be on the platforms where your dream clients are hanging out. Yes. Oh, could not agree more. So how do we measure the effectiveness of our social media marketing funnel? What's the end goal? So you can track your analytics within the apps. You can definitely check your your click-through rates, your con- your engagement rates, things like that. But in order to affect the full or in order to track the full effectiveness of your funnel, you do have to have a website where you can have sales that are tracked. Are people buying 
and where are they coming from? Most websites will have those analytics built into it where it'll say, okay, this person came from the link on your Instagram account or they came from your Facebook page. And you can kind of see where people are coming from. And if your website doesn't automatically do that, there's different funnels and things that you can set up for that. But knowing how people got to your website to make that purchase is how you're going to know the effectiveness of your funnel. And it's also going to tell you, like if you're posting on Facebook and Instagram, where are the majority of those clicks coming from? Are they coming from Facebook or are they coming from Instagram? And your website's analytics are what's going to measure that. Would you recommend trying to get someone on your list over trying to make the sale on social? Yeah, I would actually. And this may be controversial because people are like, well, when they buy from me, then they're added to my email list. And I think that's great. But then you're putting all of your marketing effort into trying to capture that sale and you're not fostering that relationship. And relationships are what bring in repeat customers. You might get one or two people that buy once or twice here or there. But if you want a loyal following, if you want a loyal customer, you want to nurture them into that. So an email list where you're offering a freebie and then you can be sending them monthly newsletters or weekly tips. That is a fantastic idea because we said this on my podcast, you never know what's going to happen to the social media platform that you're on. It's, you said it amazingly, it's rented property and there might be an Instagram shutdown day like there was two years ago and the whole world figure freaked out. You may lose your account. Maybe you're hacked or Instagram takes it down because you broke community standards or something like that. You never know what's going to happen and you don't own your following. So bringing them over to your email list and capturing them even on a freebie level is going to give you a better opportunity to nurture that person into a sale, especially if you're working in like the high ticket sales. It takes a lot longer to nurture somebody up to buying in a high ticket offer. Excellent. So my listeners are probably smirking right now because they knew I was asking you that question, knowing what the answer was. And I knew that you were going to agree with me. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, And they're probably realizing, oh, Lindsay's going to be around a bunch more now because she thinks like Jenny does and Jenny likes that. Um, So tell us a little bit about your Her Hive social community and what they can expect to learn there because clearly I, I love what you are saying and I totally agree with everything. So Want to there? <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So, like Jenny said, she came on my podcast. I have a podcast called Confident Content Creators, and I built a Facebook community. So, it is hosted on social media, but it is a Facebook community called Confident Content Creators Mastering the Art of Social Media Marketing. It is a wonderful networking group where you can meet other business owners, you can learn how to market your business on social media. When we are in there, it's so much fun because there's so much back and forth conversation going on. I get in there and I offer free coaching. I have multiple master classes a month that are completely included in the program or in the community. And it's just a really fun go-to space when you want to be surrounded by like-minded people who are all trying to grow their businesses on social media. 
Excellent. So we are going to link to that in the show notes. Y'all know that are listening that you can always send me a DM on Instagram and I will send you that link directly. Just tell me that you're looking for Her Hive social community and I can send that to you. Lindsay, where else can they connect with you? They can connect with me on social media. Honestly, that's the best part to or best place to get a hold of a social media coach. I do have a community and pages for like the agency and stuff. But if you want to connect with me directly, it's at Hey, it's Lindsay. And my name is spelled weird. I'm sure it's in the the notes as well, but it's L-Y-N-S-E-Y. So find me on Instagram and send me a DM. I would love to connect. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and share your knowledge with my audience. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, there you have it. If you couldn't hear me kind of giggling, you knew probably why I was starting to giggle was because I set that last question up with a real purpose. I knew her answer was going to come back, grow your email list, don't just create your content on social. You've heard me say that so many times by now that your ears are probably bleeding from that. But it is so important that you understand that. Make sure that if you haven't already, go join Lindsay's Her Hive social community. It is a great community. She's giving free trainings in their master classes. She has expert speakers coming in. Definitely go and check that out. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 